Ladies and gentlemen, sit back and get comfortable. But not too comfortable. It's the WCHL Podcast with WCHL Commissioner Christopher Perry and Andrew Majorkirk. Yes, indeed, this is the WCHL Podcast. I am the Commissioner Christopher Perry, and on the other end of the line, thawing out from a night out in the cold Oklahoma Christmas uh, wind, it's my very best friend in all the world, Andrew Majorkirth. Andrew, say hello to the people. Yo, yo, yo. Yikes, man, you are coming in hot, big man. Oh, are you that's, sorry? The only, yeah. that's the only thing hot coming in on this end right now. <laughs> <laughs> you're, 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 before we hit record, you were telling me that uh, as part of your uh, uh, job as head quinceanera scheduler for the Oklahoma City Parks Department, <laughs> you had to go to a, a Christmas tree lighting tonight, huh? I did, I did. The uh, How cold me- is it outside right now? Uh, it was a brisk 35 at sunset tonight with a, uh, with a 12 mile an hour northerly wind. Ooh, making the wind chill what? a little bit less than 30, whatever it was. Yeah. It was probably helping around 30, something like that. Ugh. So it was a little chilly five hours outside, but Hey, you know what? It was, uh, it was well worth it. Well worth it. Huh? Very it good. It was, it was very good. All right. So you, if officially you have your Thanksgiving has come and gone. Yep. You have your, it's now Christmas time. It's the proper time to celebrate Christmas, not September, not August, not October. Um, and you have, not only do you have Christmas lights up on your house personally, but you have Christmas lights up on your house professionally at your job. That is right. That is right. And you could say that uh, it's professionally installed in my house now too, since I am a uh, professional Christmas light installer. <laughs> since you get paid to install Christmas lights. That's right. Well, very good, very good. That it was uh, well worth it. The a little cold this afternoon and this evening, but hey, you know what? A lot of people were there. A lot of people liked it when all the lights came on at once. So you know, job well done. Do you have? Let me ask this: um, at, at the big Oklahoma City Parks Christmas display, do you have people there watching overnight um to make sure the lights stay on or do you turn the lights off at some point and go, everybody goes home uh so the all of the lights are hooked up we have six different timers and they all should turn on at the same time and they should all turn off at the same time uh, that's unless someone comes through and uh and uh, yeah and and starts unplugging strands of lights to to get power off of them you know yeah but, yeah. That that remains seen, right? You got to got to uh, admire the uh homeless folks or unhoused or however you want to call it um that uh don't have a house um but they do have uh phones that need charging. Oh man. <laughs> so yeah. they'll, they'll use your electricity to charge their phones and forget to replug the Christmas lights back in. Yeah, they they can they can tear up stuff so fast it's not even funny. Yikes, yikes. Well, Andrew, hey, um guess what I did for Thanksgiving? Oh, what did you do? I did a very amateur job of hanging my Christmas lights. <laughs> I know. It's like the first time in a couple of years that we put uh, the lights up on the house, but uh, they're, they're there. So. So, my, so my question is, did you follow the advice of your good buddy here? Um, yes and no. 
Oh um, boy! I've because the advice of my good buddy was to use a uh, was to go to a, a local outfit here and get um, um, some commercial grade lights. Yep, and put those up on my house. Um, we did not do that. However, and th- that's for this year. We've we've talked it out, and we're planning for next year to do that. There you um, go. This year we went with the uh, with the same old icicles that we have um, that were hanging that were in the bag in our garage. So we have five strands that uh, are at least basically covering the, uh, the the front of the house, the fascia of the house, and uh, it stretches from uh, I don't know what a quarter on the a quarter on the left side, a quarter on the right side, and all the way across the front. So there you go. Well, yeah, you might be able to you might be able to talk your good friend into. Uh, coming down next year and and doing a little light install for you we've had uh you're you're talking to the colorblind commissioner of the wchl (laughs) and so colors (laughs) colors have been left to my uh, better half and we have been going around and around about which colors make the best um would make the the best display and she she is convinced i personally i like like red and white or yeah blue and white or yeah or you know green and white um she is convinced that red green and white would be the perfect mix they're not they're not bad we've got a couple houses in our neighborhood um one guy has red green white like three reds three greens three whites and he has that rotating pattern throughout his place um the ones i like and especially if you go the custom route um you can get into the custom, what I consider like the custom colors. And you can get into you can get like purples, you can get teals, pinks, oh, um, all that kind of fun stuff, right? So you can really, you can really fancy the place up when well, you start talking that stuff. Yeah, we're 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 trying to go for Christmas colors, and again, I'm being the colorblind one. Um, <laughs> I'm going to have to defer to her because yeah. I would ask for green, probably end up bringing home yellow. I would ask for red, and probably you know end up bringing home orange or something. So uh, now another uh, another cool house in the neighborhood that I've seen. It's uh, it's all red, yeah. and then on every, where every corner, it's right before the corner is a green. On the corner is a green, and then on the other corner. So there's like three greens going around the corner, if that makes sense, if I'm describing it right. Yeah, okay. And then it'll be red. And then when he gets to another corner or turn, he'll go he'll go three greens in there and then red and all that. So he kind of kind of accentuates the uh the corners. The, the corners and the peaks and all that kind of stuff. So it, it looks kind of neat. Very nice. Well, here here's the kicker, Andrew. After we uh, after touring many neighborhoods pre Thanksgiving, yeah, and uh, determining that um, uh, red, green, and white are the colors that the boss La Hefa um, is interested <laughs> in for next year, yeah, the uh, sons of bitches across the street immediately put up their Christmas lights on Thanksgiving as well. Red, green, and white. Red, green, and white. <laughs> two red, two green, two white. Two red, uh. two green, two white. Yeah, see, I'll, I'll I'll help you out here. I'll help you out. We'll we'll blow them out of the water. <laughs> yeah, my my wife wants to go over there and just blow them out of the water right now. <laughs> she was she was like, um, "Do we have any sort of instruments of destruction that we can use?" <laughs> I want to give some Maybe. thanks out because we can we can go to the store. We can get you some uh, strands to wrap your big tree that you have in your front yard. Yeah, we can wrap we can wrap the trunk of that, and they make strands that's red, green, white all in one strand oh wow we can, we can wrap the trunk in yeah we can 
You you just give me the credit card and we can beat your neighbor. <laughs> that was the thing. It I was I was sensing this is going to be a very expensive proposition, Andrew. <laughs> yeah, you know. It, but hey, you know, it 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 all costs to win, right? It does cost a win, apparently. Hey, uh, speaking of winning, it was Thanksgiving, and uh, uh, I think the the people won over the turkeys. Andrew, how was Thanksgiving for you? Uh, it, you know what? It was very, uh, very quiet, mundane, and yeah, just kind of had a nice, peaceful Thanksgiving break. Have a lot of family over? Uh, we did not. We uh, we went over to my parents um, for a couple hours Thursday afternoon, ate some ate a late lunch with them and then uh, came back and turned on the fireplace and watched a couple Christmas movies here at the house and called it a night. Wow. Look at you. Look at you. You did it right. No leftovers, no dishes to clean, no nothing. Nothing. We're done. Wow. Well, we had a full house here. We had uh, Cam the Ram came down from, uh, from Fort Collins and I had, uh, had uh, the, the, the weasel, the number one son come up from Houston <laughs> And so, uh, and they brought their, uh, they brought their partners with them. And so we had, uh, it was, a, it was an exciting time, full house, happy house. It was a, oh, boy. a good time there for a little while. How did, uh, how did Cam the Ram, how did she make it, uh, getting back with the snow and all that that came through the Northwest part of the state? Well, coming to, um, coming to Thanksgiving was not a problem leaving Thanksgiving. Um, she left on, on Friday and so she, um, avoided the, the, uh, the majority of the storm, the snowstorm that hit the Midwest, um, she said from about e- uh, western Kansas through eastern Colorado, it got kind of sketchy there, one lane travel on the way yeah. back. But uh, once she hit civilization right around Lyman, Colorado, everything kind yeah. of uh, picked back up picked back up and got back to normal. So yeah. uh, they, they had <laughs> some weather. And then, uh, yeah, the Houston kid, uh, no issues, no issues. He, you know, he's got a lead foot like his mother. Um, <laughs> just yeah. blasted right home. Yeah. So he, he, he was the, in the USA version of formula one. And <laughs> so he, he made it down to Houston in about two and a half hours. Eh, nothing wrong with that. Oh, I'm telling you what that kid, uh, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, low flyer. <laughs> Low fire hey. he is. Hey, I've got one in my house with me too. So, <laughs> but yeah, oh, yeah. hey, it went well. Uh, I was in charge of uh, desserts, so uh, had many, uh, many pumpkin pies. Well, um, oh no, 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 Andrew. When when you, uh, you know, pumpkin pies when when they come right out of the oven, man, that's the smell of Thanksgiving. It was just awesome. Oh. And then uh, had our our Perry exclusive blueberry banana cream pie. Ooh. And um, then we made sure that the good folks at Fields uh, Pecan Pies down in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma, were uh, well taken care of. So uh, I think we've had four of those. Um, now, to be fair, uh, one of them is still here. One of them is now in Colorado. One of them uh, is now in <laughs> Texas, and one was eaten. So don't, I don't want you to think we had four pecan pies for Thanksgiving dinner. F- funny, funny how that works, right? Yeah, yeah we made sure oh. the kids were taken care of. There you go. So they, the, the Cam and Ram was nice. She, uh, I, I called Daddy Tax on uh, her attending Thanksgiving. She had to bring me some beer. Yeah. And uh, so she came through with um, La Garado by Odell Brewery. Um, and she also brought me uh, something called Sippin' Blackberry Sour Ale. Hmm. Yeah, I know. Sweet blackberries and a touch of Himalayan pink sea salt. It's huh, a now, seasonal sip and release that will delight even the pickiest of bears. Now, what would she? Uh, what would she know about picking out good beer and all that? 
Well, you know, um, living in Fort Collins, um, and I'm sure this is why a lot of kids go to CSU. They have a brewery and fermentation program up there. And while she's not a uh, she's not a major, I think she's I think she's auditing all of the cl- all of the end results. Yeah, see there. Yeah, see there. I I thought more of her. You know, she she, she also she, brought home a box of wine for her mother. So <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> I'm telling you what that got kid got to keep mom in the good graces too, right? Well, yeah, I mean, she can't show any favoritism just because I'm the favorite parent doesn't mean that she yeah, you know can't can't let mom know that right? Can't let mom know that no so. Yeah. Now you mentioned the Formula One yeah. a while ago. Yeah. Did you did you watch the Las Vegas GP? You know, um, I did not because it was on at like midnight, which was crazy in my opinion. The uh, yeah, I, I heard I did watch it myself. The uh, I, don't, I don't watch Formula One anymore. Yeah. The uh, but I heard I heard mixed bag of uh, results on it. I saw the. Uh, um, I saw that the you know that the first practice was delayed because of some issues on the road with some drain covers. Yeah, like <laughs> so they pulled up all thirty of them and filled them it, with sand and, and concrete. Yeah, filled them with concrete. So yeah, that yeah. And like, how did they not see that coming? Yeah, thirty yeah. little steel plates in the ground, <laughs> and and cars driving over them that have so much freaking downforce on them that yeah, just yeah. shreds normal asphalt and whatever, right? Yeah, with it's what like, a quarter inch clearance. Yeah, it's like hello. If that, if that, yeah, yeah, I did. I saw the results. Now I did. Uh, you know, we're we're taping this a little after Thanksgiving, so uh, I the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix was earlier today, and I did watch that. So that was uh, kind of interesting to watch. The uh, yeah, I heard uh, I heard the Vegas the race the actual race itself once it got here was okay. Yeah. Heard uh, yeah. lots of lots of battles at the front, lots of lead changes, stuff like that. So. We'll have to ask our good friends at UNLV since they uh, went on the road this uh, past week before the Thanksgiving holiday to go play in the Chicago Showcase, but they had to get back in, uh, to Las Vegas in time for the Grand Prix. Yeah, since they they were there. Who knows if that was a school mandate? I think that's the official. Um, I think that's the official um, uh, release that it was a school mandate that they attend, or, or if it was just a we don't want to miss the super cool event. Um, so they, they hustled back to make sure to get back in time for the Grand Prix event. But, uh, yeah, what, what a, hey, you know, Las Vegas had it going on. So they've got a lot of good stuff going on out there. Yeah. They, uh, yeah, I quit, I quit watching formula one when they, when they slowed the cars down, but. Oh, geez. It, it is what it is. You're, you're a formula one snob. All right. Well, Hey, yep. let, let, let's get to it, Andrew. I mean, yeah, it's after Thanksgiving. It. So let's give thanks for, uh, the ACHA, uh, computer rankings that came out over this past weekend. We have no news or rumors that, that occurred because everything that we've been talking about rumors and news has come to fruition. <laughs> it has happened, right? It's happened. So, I mean, the great lakes league officially announced that, Six teams have left after uh, or leaving after this year. Oh, geez, I wonder where they're going to go. Yeah. Hmm. And they announced that the the two teams, Northwood and Saginaw Valley State, are joining their conference uh, for next season. So, 
And geez, what? The WCHL is adding two teams. MCH is adding three teams. All the news and rumors. Uh, what? The ACHA is going to Nashville, probably going to St. Louis for the next uh, 200 years for nationals. Um, I mean, everything that we've been rumoring and alluding to has come, come to bear. We're, we're going to have to get busy in uh and dig up some new rumors and stuff, aren't we? <laughs> well, it just makes stuff up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, well, we have a new ranking come out that came out on the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, and we also have a new number one because of uh, some losses that Minot State Ooh. took over the weekend. Interesting, interesting. Adrian is now the new number one team in the nation. Minot State drops from one to two. Uh, Central Oklahoma is three. Jamestown four. Mary is five. So how about that? Three out of the top five teams are from North Dakota. That's crazy, isn't it? And how about Mary being all the way up there? They're doing great. I mean, they gave Central Oklahoma their first loss of the season, and they've played Minot uh, tight a couple of times. And they're otherwise, they're just going on the road and kicking butt and taking names. They're doing. That's, they're representing themselves very well in their first year in men's one. That, that's awesome. Nevada, Las Vegas is six. Missouri State number eighteen. Arizona nineteen. Utah twenty. Arizona State twenty one. So uh, the WCHL has twenty uh, has twenty five teams in the twenty. Listen to me, I'm, st- I'm still full of turkey. Um, they have six teams in the top twenty five, actually six in the top twenty one. If you want to get uh, technical, yeah, yeah. If you want to get nitty gritty, uh, we have number three, number six, and then we have a cluster of teams: eighteen, nineteen, twenty, and twenty one. And then after that, um, Oklahoma is 28 in the computer. And then we have another cluster with Colorado, Colorado State, and Grand Canyon, 36, 37, and 38 in the uh, computer. So uh, not too bad for a little conference out west. Not too bad. Six in the top 21. That's nothing to sneeze at. No, WCHL is still, according to the computer, the the best um, conference in the nation. Um, at least for now, uh, the Eastern States League if, is the uh, number two league, and then the, the League of Independence, if you want to call that a league. Yeah. And then the B Conference, MCH, they're right there at number four. So, hey, they're, you know, a young conference is uh, nipping at everybody's heels. I like it. Yeah. I, and yeah, you know, the B Conference, there's there's some decent little teams over there. Well, and there's soon to, they might be the A Conference next year. You never know. <laughs> they, they might be. Adding Minot, they, Iowa State, and Illinois. Yikes. Yeah. They, they might, they'll they'll give it a good push, right? The, yeah. You know, I, I think we talked about this last time. They're, they're already pushing for a podcast. So uh, we yeah, might have yeah. to disappoint those listeners, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. See what see what happens, right? Oh, boy. We'll have to find uh, like Sven from, uh, from Minnesota <laughs> to, to hop on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, geez. That's, that's our, great. Our northern correspondent. <laughs> yeah, that's great. All right, Andrew. We had some games uh, the weekend before Thanksgiving, and let's just roll through them pretty quick. Yeah, uh, let's do it. Non-conference game, San Diego State went to Grand Canyon, and surprisingly, San Diego split with Grand Canyon. How about that? San you know, Diego we're... State won 4-2, to and then Grand Canyon came back the next day and spanked them 6 nothing. You know, we were just just talking about Grand Canyon because they had a good little stretch of games the, going into this past weekend, and then uh, yeah, and then San Diego State kind of surprises them a little bit, right? Yeah, they did. Wow, I, hey, this surprised me—that's for sure. So it's a good problem to have, uh, with, especially with them joining the conference next season. Yeah. So uh, it's, yeah, and they and it kind of you know kind of you know not falling real close on San Diego State this season, but you know every time they play one of these WCHL teams. You know, maybe a team that you don't want to overlook, but you know, just kind of be prepared for them, right? There and you go. The uh, yeah, just kind of, just kind of sneaky, sneaky in the grass. There is what I'd 
kind of describe them, right? Yep. Yep. Well, yeah, we're going to, let's talk, remember that don't overlook them because we're going to be talking about them a little bit later on, but they're, they've greatly improved their, uh, their ranking. I'd say greatly last year. They were what? 70, 71, something like <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. They're bringing up the rear for sure. Yeah. Now they're in, they're, they're 50. Um, and a lot of that's just due to the, uh, teams that they play. They have a, you know, they have a very limited, uh, conference schedule. They've had to, you know, play some teams that you wouldn't normally play. Right. Um, and now, now getting in playing the Arizona's, the Utah's, the UNLV's of the world and all that, that'll, that'll boost them up just, just by sheer coincidence playing those teams all the time. Right. Yeah. 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 They're, they're going to be better off having a strong conference schedule. Yeah. So good for, okay. So in the Grand Canyon, Hey, at least they showed some resilience and, and came back and, you know, waxed San Diego state the next night, six, nothing got a shutout. So yeah, that was a good little bounce back for those guys. Great little bounce back. So a good way to end the, uh, good way for them to end the, uh, the, the, the holiday break, if you will, or to, or to start off the holiday break with a nice shutout yep. victory. Jamestown uh, came down to Edmond and took on UCO, <laughs> and whoa, Jamestown, Jamestown swept UCO three to two and five to nothing. Oh, five nothing. Jamestown should have stayed in North Dakota. Well, UCO's wishing <laughs> that, don't you think? Oh yeah, hundred percent they are. Like, holy moly! Talking about having a good holiday break, don't you know that there was a certain uh, head coach at, up in Edmond that was probably gnashing his teeth and not not enjoying life after getting uh, swept three to two and five nothing he man how about coach rivera hates losing but losing two at home oh that's that's tough right and you know they played close on friday you know low not a lot of penalty chances there low both teams low um shots on goal but man saturday just jamestown came out and you know opened a can it was it was over like in the first period yeah it's three nothing after the first period on saturday and you know, they, you know, they had seven, you know, we've said on Friday, not a lot of power play opportunities on Saturday, they come out and they get seven power plays and they capitalize on four of them, you know, mm-hmm. and they, and they won five, nothing. So, you know, that's, that's a big turning point right there in my opinion. Uh, yeah, there's no doubt. Hopefully it'll be something that, uh, that the Broncos can build on and learn from. Yeah. Um, time will tell, but, uh, yeah, yeah. that's and good. And good thing it happened early enough in the season, right? You know, taking yeah. these two L's like this, you can you can build on it and and try to move forward and and hopefully hopefully gain some momentum from this finishing out the regular season here, right? Yep, yep. Jamestown and, and UCO are mathematically, statistically, they're tied in the eyes of the computer. Uh, UCO has the tiebreaker. That's why UCO is three, Jamestown four. So two evenly matched teams. And, uh, yeah, it's, I I think that's the beginning of a a good little, good little rivalry. I went up there on Friday and met with, uh, well, I saw all the, all the coaches and a couple of the officials and, um, it was, it was very nice. Dean Stork has a, has a good little program at Jamestown and he's, he's got his kids, uh, playing some really good hockey. So awesome. Yeah. He was having fun with them too. So, uh, Hey, that, yeah. That, that's all that matters, right? That's what matters. That's what it is a game. It's still a game. <laughs> it is a game at, at the base of it, right? Hey, the reason why Jamestown came down to UCO, um, they were they were originally both teams were originally scheduled to participate in the Chicago Showcase put on by Jog Sports, and um, then around August September time, well, was, I guess it was late August, the things kind of fell apart with that showcase, and so. Um, 
uh, four t- three teams pulled out, um, uh, Jamestown, UCO, and Liberty. And uh, the, the showcase, it, it reformed. It was supposed to be held in Chicago at the uh, facility where the Chicago Blackhawks play. Oh, yeah. Uh, but the Blackhawks, the, uh, you know, threw a monkey wrench in everything by asking um, teams to pay uh, four thousand dollars in ice <laughs> yeah. uh, per team. Yeah. Per team, yeah. so that would yeah. be uh, twelve. That's forty-eight thousand dollars. Yeah, sure, sure thing. We'll get right on it. <laughs> yeah, especially, especially like weeks before the season starts. Mm-hmm. So, um, anyways, they had to uh, go to Plan B, and Plan B was a different rink. And some some teams pulled out, and some teams. Uh, Anyways, long story short, the Chicago Showcase reformed at a different rink, and they also lost another team. They had uh, originally they had nine, um, but they told the University of Oregon to go kick rocks. And um, anyways, Arizona State and UNLV were two of those teams that went to the Chicago Showcase reformed. Arizona State took on Minot State, Ohio, and Northern Illinois. UNLV played on Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I mean, Thursday, yeah, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, because they had to get yeah. back for the Formula One race we we're talking about. UNLV played Illinois State, Ohio, and Minot State. Both teams ended up going one and two. How about on, that on the weekend? UNLV lost to Illinois State four to three. They lost to Ohio three to two, but then they came back and beat the number one team in the nation, Minot State, by a score of three to nothing. How about that? See, I had those. I had the bookends there flipped. I thought they would beat uh, Illinois State and then uh, take an L versus Minot. And yeah, I saw that and I was like, "Whoa, hang on a second here." Yeah. Arizona State uh, lost to Minot State four to three, lost to Ohio three to two, and then absolutely beat the pants off of Northern Illinois by a score of ten to two. Um. So in in Ohio, ended up having a great. I think Ohio, your favorite team, Andrew. I no. Think. I think they. I forget who they played on the um, on the, their Sunday game, but they they ended up winning that game too. So they oh they played oh they played Minot as well. They so Ohio beat UNLV three to two. Ohio beat Arizona State three to two. Ohio was losing to Minot two to nothing and scored five goals unanswered to win to beat Minot Come on. five to two. Wow! So Minot ended up taking two L's on the uh, on, on the at the Chicago Showcase. Mm. So they lost to UNLV, they lost to Ohio, and then they beat Arizona State. And that's the reason why Adrian was able to slip past them and get into the number one spot in the ranking. Yeah, move up just a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So, hey, a good a good event. And, um, you know, UNLV still has, um, uh, you know, they've got both, – both teams are very good. UNLV is very, very talented. Um, there were some discipline issues at the end of the Illinois State game and at the end of the Ohio game. UNLV still does not like losing <laughs> and um, expressed that to some players on the other team. Um, that, uh, But uh, you know what? Hey, they, they went on the road and, and they got three really good games. Two, the, I mean, both losses were one-goal losses, and then they came out and shut out Minot, which is great for them. So Yeah. Props to Anthony Greener for uh, Anthony Veneri Greener for taking his team up there and running them through a gauntlet, and that'll get them better prepared for uh, nationals, I believe. Right, right, right. It's you know if you're gonna do it, I'd rather it happen in the Chicago Showcase, right? Oh yeah, than at nationals, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Get prepared and ready for it, right? And then Arizona State kind of had a, a similar experience. I mean, they played some big boys in Minot and Ohio, two one goal losses to them. Yeah, and then they just to, came out and took care of business against NIU. 
Yeah, nothing, you know, one goal losses to those teams is nothing to hang your head at, right? Not at all, not at all. Not at all. So, and that'll that'll get them ready for uh, for nationals uh, if they're part of the field of 24, and they should be. Uh, yeah, you'd think, yeah. I mean, I would think so. I mean, let's see, again, the computer has ASU at 21, so I can't, I'm hoping that by the time the... Uh, I'm hoping that, you know, let's, what is it now? Late November, early December. So we've basically got like two more months of games to go before we get the field for nationals. I would expect Arizona State to uh, to move up, number one, in the rankings just based on their strength of schedule. And number two, I would expect them to move up because of their game results. So uh, they'll, they'll I'm, I fully expect we're going to have five or six teams at nationals. Oh yeah, I would yeah, I would say six for sure, right? Yeah, no, especially with the expanded format. Yeah, 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 I would say six, no matter what. And then we had some conference games, Andrew. Um, Arizona went to Utah and lost two games on the big Olympic sheet in Salt Lake. Utah swept uh, U of A, three to two and three to two. That was How about uh, that? yeah, that was kind of interesting. Good for uh, good for Utah. Uh, not so good for Arizona, but, um, yeah, yeah they took yeah. care. That's what you're supposed to do, right? Defend home ice, defend your home ice. That's what you got to do. The, uh, yeah, kind of surprising, you know, um, Utah had kind of been up and down a little bit going into this and then, uh, you know, Arizona kind of trending in the right direction. And then, <laughs> then we get a three, two, uh, Friday, Saturday, right? Like, yeah, hang on a second. that wasn't supposed to look that way right and and it was reflected in the rankings too arizona dropped nine spots from number 10 to number 19 so it was uh now that's probably due to uh you know them them losing both games to utah but also i'm sure it's due to uh, others moving up right and forcing them down uh, even further because missouri state and arizona and utah are all based in arizona state they're all kind of clumped together in a bunch of yeah uh, no. computer wise no. Yeah, and we won't really see, and you get those clusters every now and then, right? And it takes takes a while for that to kind of even out and kind of disperse a little bit. Yep, yep. Missouri State went on the road to Boulder. They played uh, Colorado at the Boulder Rec Center. Missouri State won game one, three to nothing, and then Colorado came back and beat Missouri State seven to six in overtime. So that'll go in as a... <laughs> Missouri State win and a tie, but for uh, uh, feel good purposes, Missouri State and Colorado State and Colorado split. Who who knows if this is correct or not? Seven goals on twenty four shots isn't Saturday. That, isn't that crazy? What <laughs> basically one every one every three shots went in. <laughs> <laughs> makes you makes you wonder about the goaltending, huh? Makes you wonder about the goaltending or who was keeping uh, who was keeping track of the shots. One of the two, right? <laughs> or both, yeah. Or or both, yeah. <laughs> it, it is Colorado. There there might have been an edible involved. Yeah, I, I saw that stat line. And I was like, hang on a second, that can't be right. Like, <laughs> one every three shots. Like, come on, hang on. This is a, this can't be right. Yeah. Well, hey, Missouri State. Um, you know, good for them to get out. You know, what what was last year's knock on Missouri State? Right, they play good at home, but go on the road and they lay an egg. Yep. Um, they got out on the road and they they snagged a, a shutout victory and then a, a tie. So I mean, they got four out of six points on this yeah, road no. trip. So that that's got to be a positive for 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 the Ice Bears. And and you know Colorado is you know playing them you don't know what to expect right they're kind of they're kind of wishy washy 
Yep. So, you know, you know, Missouri State on the road going into Colorado, you don't know what you're going to get. And so uh, to, to split there is not a bad and get four out of six points. That's not a bad weekend. Nothing to, uh, nothing to hang your head about. No, hey, no. Same for Oklahoma at Colorado State. Oklahoma goes up to uh, my favorite town in all the world, Fort Collins. And Colorado State gets the Friday night victory four to three in a shootout. And Oklahoma the next night comes back and gets a three to two uh, victory in regulation. So for Oklahoma, they get four out of six points. How about how about Oklahoma got got zero points right on the weekend before, and then come back and get four out of six this time around? Yeah, crazy. Yeah, uh, and how evenly matched are these two teams? <laughs> it, it is insane. It seems like for the past two seasons now, three seasons. That all the games they play are one goal games. Yep, one goal or overtime or shootout, or, right? Yeah, right. It it is insane how gonna, evenly matched these two are. We're we're gonna have to give uh, Colorado's number twenty two Tristan Meistus a. Uh, I think he has scored the game winning goal now in all three shootout victories that um, Colorado State has been in so far this season, or at least so three he, all three conference shootout victories. So he, he may or may not know what he's doing when it comes down to it, right? Well, I think, yeah. So the goaltenders, if you're playing CSU, uh, you know, in the next couple of weeks, if you're Colorado or uh, playing the Rams in the spring semester, yeah, pay attention to uh, watch his moves online and you kind of get to see what, see if he has any tendencies because you know he's going to shoot because he scores. Yeah. yeah, that's insane. Yikes. Hey, good for them. Yep. All right. Well, that was the week that was, or yeah, the, the, the weekend that it was almost two weekends ago. So Andrew, let's take a, uh, let me hit a button. We'll hear a horn or two and uh chance. The rapper will come back, talk standings, get some predictions and uh, maybe talk a little bit more Thanksgiving and Christmas. Oh boy. I can't wait. <laughs> None of these donkeys even dip, bro. These chumps even chew, bro. Like, none of these dunces ever had a dinger. These losers never had a lipper, bro. Like, chill out. Have a chalk. Peace out. Have a pull. Have a hogger. Have a danger. Have a hammer. Say hello to Sergeant Spinner, boys. Uh, but hey, as they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Andrew, before we get going on here. Oh, boy. Um, you know, we just heard a little bit from uh, from our good friends at Letterkenny. <laughs> yeah. Have you you realize that the the final season of Letterkenny is going to be released this upcoming Christmas? I can't disappoint you. I have I have, I quit watching Letterkenny after like season and Andrew, Andrew, just okay, stop, 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 stop. stop. <laughs> you you've, you've already disappointed. You don't need to tell me what season it was. <laughs> yeah, I am it, disappointed. It, it's it's way back there. I know that much. <laughs> oh, all right. I was going to ask if you've watched Shorzy, but um, apparently, since you're not even watching the main show, Letterkenny, you're not watching Shorzy. I watched the first episode of Shorzy, and I it wasn't. I I, got, I probably need to watch more of it, right? Just, but yeah, I watched the first one. I was like, I don't know about this, Andrew. I'm going to ask you a question. I want <laughs> you to. I'm going to ask you a question. I want you to rate <laughs> your top three male characters from Letterkenny. Mm. This should be easy. Well, obviously Wayne, right? Wayne. The um oh, what's the uh I'm drawing a blank here on on character names. I can see their faces, which is not helping. Well, go ahead and describe um, it. Uh who is their friend that the northern friend? 
The northern friend. Ah, he was only he was in a few episodes. Yeah, you're going on deep cuts now. I'm 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 talking recurring characters. Oh, you got to take the sister, right? (laughs) Well, Andrew, Andrew, let's go back. Let's go back to the question. Top three male characters. Oh, you said male. The sister is most definitely female. All right, all right. I will. I will put her as the top number one female character. Well, yeah, because there's not that many, right? Well, okay, then go ahead. Since you have trouble telling me about the male characters, <laughs> tell me about the female characters, the sister and two more. The, uh, oh, uh, oh, uh, what's the bartender's name? Bonnie McFarlane? Bonnie McFarlane. She's, she's pretty funny. Yeah. The, uh, I'm having to draw here. It's been a while. It's been a while since I've watched. When you're saying the bar, the bartender, Gail, that's who you're talking about. Gail yeah. from, yes. Yeah, the uh, she kind of gives it to him a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah. She she's in love with Wayne. Yes. Yeah. All right. Get Bonnie Bonnie McFarlane is the waitress at the at the tavern. Yeah, and then I like uh, what's the what's the big dude that's uh, quote unquote sensitive that's on the hockey team <laughs> that they just make fun of constantly, right? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. There's a bunch. Um, <laughs> the uh, I can. Uh, I can't think of what his name is. It's been so long since uh, I've watched that. Well, this is proof that um, we do not do any preparation for uh, for this podcast because uh, I'm, I'm just throwing curveballs here at Andrew. Uh, Andrew, my my three favorite um, uh, my three favorite uh, Letterkenny guys would be Wayne and Derry, and then the hockey coach. I forget his name, but I love how he comes in and kicks everything and yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's been embarrassing. <laughs> I, I wish I could. I wish I could. Get, I wish I could get a clip. I wish I can use a clip from the hockey coach. Um, but then we'd have to put the big old E on the podcast here, right? Right. So uh, they're 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 my favorites. So. The uh, yeah, I mean, what's the other the heavier set guy? Uh, what's his name? Dan. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he, he's allegedly. Funny. Allegedly. Yeah. Yeah. Allegedly. Yeah. He's pretty funny, but and I was just looking it up to see if I could figure out what the. Uh, the hockey guy is yeah but i don't see uh oh come on the hockey guy yeah if i saw his face i'd tell you what his name was on the show but i don't i don't see him listed on here so all right well the uh, uh now this is just me okay and this is going to show my uh show my my potty humor uh, my my favorite side characters that that i that i get a kick out of besides the two hockey boys were riley and jonesy yeah. Um uh our uh, uh Mr. and Mrs. Dick. Uh <laughs> no, Noah Dick and Anita Dick. <laughs> I, I just think that's and it's spelled D Y C K. I I just think those are <laughs> and, and their, their first names obviously the play on word Noah Dick, Anita Dick. I just think those are great. So that's just me being uh being a, a juvenile third grader. All right. Well, see that's what happens when I when I when I play uh, some Letterkenny stuff. And so um it, it, it gets us off track, right? Well, it got me off track because it's going to be the last season of Letterkenny coming up for Christmas and I'm like, "Well, that's kind of like your lump of coal for Christmas." Cuz they're the gift that keeps on giving. It's just pretty good. See, my my problem is I was watching it there for a while, but my wife was just giving it to me. She no, we, like, we don't want to hear about your private life, okay? Come on. We know you're <laughs> yeah, having a she, baby. We don't Yeah. 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 We don't want to hear about like, your private life. She's like, "I am losing sitting here watching this in the same room. I am losing brain cells." <laughs> while, while that is playing in my presence. 
Maybe Santa will bring you some AirPods. You can watch it without ruining your wife's day. I know, right? So, yeah. So she's trying to make me watch more intellectual stuff. Like what? The, the Real Housewives of Orange County or something? Well, just anything that's not Beavis and Butthead related or Letterkenny related, yeah. anything like that, yeah. right? Re- <laughs> rehab house or, uh, you know, re- refi-, refi this house or, you know, one day, one day reno. The, uh, yeah, you know, she she's trying to bring me up to speed here, but I'm just like, mm, I don't think so. All right, all right. Well, I'm sorry for that diversion, folks. Um, but again, <laughs> just just proof that we don't prepare for anything here. I just yeah, no, there's out. there's no preparation. <laughs> WCHL standings as of Thanksgiving, Andrew UNLV is in the number one spot with 26 points. They've played 10 games. They have 26 points. Remember that they've played 10 games. Yeah. Um, Utah is in second place with 20 points. They've played 12. Arizona is in third place with 19 points. They've played 12. Here's why it's important to remember how many games UNLV has played because Central Oklahoma has played 18, has played six games. They have 18 points. So the reason why that's important, UCO has yet to drop any conference standing points, whereas UNLV has dropped four. Yes. So by the time all is said and done, if we go 20 games we that could play a difference it could well it, let's but right now unlv is on top at 26 central is in fourth with 18 missouri state fifth place 16 points colorado state and oklahoma just like you were talking about andrew <laughs> tied at six with 13 points each they're they're almost carbon copies of each other they they really are they really are it's it's crazy played 10 games got 13 points um they've what they've both got colorado state has 29 goals for oklahoma has 27 yeah goals against colorado state has 34 oklahoma has 29 so it's almost almost mirror images and it's good to see those two teams in the middle of the pack there right yeah last year they're rounding up the rear so uh, yeah yeah, good for them that they're improving coach lambert and coach arvanitas are doing a good job yes they are uh, Colorado is in eighth place with, uh, eight points. Arizona state surprisingly is in ninth place with only seven points. Colorado and Arizona state have only played eight games and grand Canyon is coming up the rear. They've played uh, 10 games. I've got four points to show for it. Uh, they're one, eight and one on the season. Yeah. Uh, at least I, in the conference. I think this is going to be interesting getting down to the nitty gritty here. The, uh, those four points that you talked about just a second ago. Could could turn out to be uh, monumental, right? Could could, and again, remember, at some point, I think it's in February, UCO goes to UNLV. So, I mean, UNLV so, is going to have a chance to uh, put a knot on Central Oklahoma's forehead. Yeah, they've they've got a chance to get those four points back. Sure so do. It, it'll be interesting. All right, Andrew, uh, we do have games coming up this week. Um, let's start with the non-conference games. San Diego okay. State, you you just mentioned it. San Diego State is not one to be trifled with this week. you got to pay attention to them. Yes, you do. They're going to Utah for two games. What do you think is going to happen? San Diego State on the Olympic ice in Salt Lake City versus the Skating Utes. Uh, Olympic ice, I'm going Utah on this one. A Utah sweep? I am. Utah sweep. Coach Morgan Feeney will enjoy that prediction. Uh, Maryville, our good friend, Commissioner Hogan from, uh, the Maryville St. Bulldogs or whatever they're called. Uh, um, they're going to the Jordan Valley ice park to take on the Missouri state ice bears. 
what do you think? Maryville at Missouri State. And here, you know what? I'm, I'm doing short shrift. Maryville and Independent these days is ranked number 10. They're going to come down to play number 18. I'm going to go away. Uh, I'm going to go a split on this one. A split. Wow. Interesting. All right. And the other non-conference series this week is Grand Canyon going to play at Minot State for two games. That's number 38 at number two. Hey. I know this is the WCHL pod, but I got to take a why not my not sweep here. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a long ways to go, uh, especially in December. Whoa, uh, but yeah. hopefully it'll be hopefully it'll be a good experience for the Grand Canyon guys to. Uh, There'll be uh, this time of year. There's going to be six feet of snow on the ground and uh, midget wrestling at the back at the hotel. So, <laughs> hey, one of my one of my guests at Thanksgiving is very familiar with uh, the Dakotas. Yeah. And, and expressed a sentiment unrelated. I mean, he brought this up all on his own that um, it's so bleak and dreary up there. There's nothing to do, but, um, but drink yourself to death. <laughs> and I, I, that was an opinion I'd shared, uh, you know, a couple of years ago, privately with some other folks, you know, Oklahoma is known for, I, I, I can rag in Oklahoma cause we live here in Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah, we, we're stuck. The, the two things we don't need any more of in Oklahoma are Baptist churches and pawn shops. Oh, and I guess we can add a third, right? Marijuana shops uh, we or have, dispensaries. Yeah, we have dispensaries inside dispensaries now. Yeah, so we don't need any more Baptist churches, no more pawn shops, no more dispensaries. Up in the Dakotas, they don't need any more liquor stores. No. I think they have liquor stores inside liquor stores. Yeah, and and bars on the other corner, right? <laughs> bars on the other corner. Uh, now, they, they could use more midget wrestling, so there's no <laughs> doubt about that. Yeah, no doubt about that. That was awesome. Jeez. All right, conference series. Um, UNLV goes to Arizona for two down at the Tucson Arena. What do you think? Vegas at Arizona, that's going to be a uh, number six at number 19. The uh, too much on the line here. I am taking a UNLV sweep. Ooh, Coach Berman will not like that. He will Coach not like Greener that. Coach Greener will. So, uh, all right, I'm going to write that in here. Sweep UNLV. Andrew said that. All right, and then we have uh, rivalry weekend. Colorado and Colorado State are playing a home and home. I believe the first game. Uh, you know what? I had it. Let me. Let me. God, I have the. God, Andrew, I have three tabs open. I have, I have Letterkenny characters, sipping Blackberry, and, and now I have the WCHL game. He shows you where my priorities are. All right, uh, game one is up in Fort Collins. Game two is in Boulder. The uh, I'm gonna take a split on this weekend. Really? Who are are we gonna split on the road or split defending home? Uh, I think the home teams will defend. Home teams defend. All right. See, I like that. That's kind of like the extra bonus question. And then the other uh, series is the Oklahoma, Central Oklahoma series. Um, it's kind of a weird situation because they both play out of the same rink. So, yeah, it's just kind of weird. But uh, yep. whatever. Uh, Central Oklahoma will be the home team on Friday night. Oklahoma will be the home team on Saturday. What's going to happen there, Andrew? Yeah, you know what? Uh, too many important points on the line for UCO. They just got shellacked last time they came out with Jamestown. The uh, so they're not messing around. I think they're going to take the sweep for the weekend. There you go. All right. So Utah is going to sweep San Diego State. Maryville and Missouri State will split at the Jordan Valley Ice Park. UNLV will sweep U of A down in Tucson. Um, Colorado and Colorado State will split their series with the home teams winning. Grand Canyon will lose to Minot State on their weekend trip, and UCO will sweep Oklahoma 
at the Arctic Edge Ice Arena. Those are the predictions from Andrew Majorkirth. Please, complaints, send them to Andrew's Bad Predictions at gmail.com <laughs> slash WCHL pod slash trash can 13. <laughs> That's right. That's the official um, e- email. So, all right, Andrew, um, Thanksgiving, I got to ask. We've already talked about my, my great desserts. Um, uh, what, what kind of great desserts did you have for Thanksgiving? The, uh, you know, my, my favorite is, uh, apple pie. Yeah. So had a, had an apple pie and as I'm sitting here talking about it, I've got one last piece in the fridge. Ooh. So I'll probably eat that on my way to bed after we get done with this oh, tonight. Listen to you. We had my, my son's, uh, partner, a beautiful young lady out of, uh, Kansas city, um, brought something called pumpkin bars. Oh yeah. I, I'm not a pumpkin fan. It has it's it's some sort of delicious, um, um, like a, a cake like thing, and she makes uh, cream cheese icing on yeah. top of it. Yeah, sounds like the ones my mom makes. Incredible, Andrew. I yep. mean, I'm telling you what. If 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 we're already we already think the world of this girl, um, but if she can bring us pumpkin bars every <laughs> every time she shows up, we'll, we'll, we'll love her more than we already do. So that's funny. Uh, yeah, that's funny. I'm 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 you know I, I love pies. Don't get me wrong, pumpkin pies. Uh, yeah, uh, I I know I know, but uh, it was they were very good, and um, uh, the blueberry banana cream pie and the pecan pie cannot go wrong. I was I, the the one pie I would love to get if I could ever find it is boysenberry. <laughs> I had a boysenberry pie probably twenty years ago, and it was incredible. The slice that I had, it was incredible. I haven't had one since. And yeah, I have not had one since. The place that made it went out of business. And I just, you know, for, I don't, I've never seen a boysenberry tree. So, um, anyways, um, uh, the, but the pumpkin spice bars or the pumpkin bars or whatever it is that she, she brings. Um, yeah, those were awesome. Good stuff, huh? Great stuff. Great stuff. All right, um, and so you've got Christmas lights going on at the Quinceanera Hacienda. Yeah, and you've got Christmas lights going on at uh, at your place. Um, are you have you already started Christmas shopping? The uh, I have not started Christmas shopping. My my lovely wife has on on uh, Amazon and all of that. So yeah. she is she's on top of it. The, okay. uh, you you know I'm I'm a lot like you. I'll I'll wait till the last minute and, and get it done. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, Amazon is my friend. I'm, you know, thank <laughs> God for Amazon Prime. That's for sure. Yes. Yes. They. Uh, yeah. It's so easy. You know, I ordered something Friday night, sitting on the couch. It's like, oh, I need that. Just, you know, a couple clicks, and it showed up Saturday morning. Yep. And I was like, I'll be damned. There we go. That's the way it was for me. Uh, Cam the Ram came home and needed something uh, to bring back with her, and. I ordered it and it was here the very next day and it, you know, hopped in her car and went home with her. Mm-mm. So, uh, yeah, it's Amazon. I'm sure that all the mom and pop shops out there don't like this, but uh, it sure is convenient. It is. It is. It is. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Andrew, uh, anything else that you've, uh, any movies, any music, any TVs? You, you said you sat around and watched a whole bunch of Christmas stuff. Oh Lord, I've watched. I've already had my fair share of Christmas movies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're tapped out, huh? Oh my Lord, I've I've watched both of the Home Alones already. <laughs> I, 
<laughs> I have I have watched all three of the Santa Claus movies already. Oh no. I am three fourths of the way through Die Hard already. Really? Uh, yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm well on my way. <laughs> all right, Andrew. Well here, just just for you. Um give me your top three Christmas movies. Ooh, Elf. Elf. Elf is a great one. Elf. Elf yeah, that's a good one. Yep. Uh Polar Polar Express. Oof. Okay. Um a- which and- you, you must have a young child at home. <laughs> and uh Christmas vacation. <laughs> Christmas vacation. <laughs> yeah. I can imagine why you like Christmas vacation. The uh yeah, Elf Elf is a good one though. The uh Yeah. And and I and I do like Polar Express. All right. What is it about uh, the Polar Express that you like? Are you a Tom Hanks fan? Is that what this is? Uh, just kind of kind of has that nostalgic feel about it. Kind of <laughs> Yeah, just kind of just kind of a good lighthearted movie. I like it. All right, all right. Um, thanks for asking. My three favorite would be uh, <laughs> Elf. I, I do, I do enjoy me some good Elf. Uh, um, you know the the he, the twenty four hours of Elf was just on some channel recently, and we caught it right as he was decorating the tree at home with the with his, <laughs> with his brother. And they had to put the star up, and when he comes at a sprint and uses the couch as the springboard onto the tree, I just cried. Oh, it's great! And, and Zoe Deschanel is just absolutely number one hot stuff. I mean, oh holy yeah, crap, hundred percent. All right, so I, I will go Elf. They're not my top one, but I, it's one of the top three. Um, I'm I, I'm partial to a Christmas story. Um, yeah, I, I kind of like Little Ralphie, and there's a lot of uh, a lot of chris perry growing up that uh happened in a christmas story that that relates to me very much including um uh, one christmas dinner at the chinese place so uh, <laughs> i i i, I kind of like that and then the um you know i'm just trying to think it, it would be between um i do think die hard is a is a christmas movie um so i i kind of i would kind of lean die hard what else would be a good christmas movie um, I don't want to go sappy with "It's a Wonderful Life," right? No, that that one's okay. You know, I'll 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 watch it if I have to. The, yeah. Uh, you know, if you you know if you had said top five, you know, Christmas Story would be would be up in there, right? Yeah. Okay. But but another one, kind of like you can uh, relate to Christmas Story. We we can relate to Four Christmases with Vince Vaughn. <laughs> okay. The, uh, not that we have four Christmases that we have to go to, but just their their outlook of you know we're inoculating babies in burma <laughs> you know i mean just, i mean i mean we can yeah we can relate in this house we can relate to four christmases so well that that that, that would be a top five for me for sure all right all right i'm thinking um i'm thinking my 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 last my last one is going to come down to um what did I say? Die Hard. I'm. I'm. It's going to be a tie between Die Hard and Scrooged with Bill Murray. Yeah, um, that'd be, yeah, that's a good one. I, I kind of like. I'm. I'm, a, I'm partial to Bill Murray, and um, I, I kind of like that one, especially with all the David Johansson is one of the ghosts, and Carol Kane is uh, one of the ghosts, and so uh, yeah, I would have to pass on uh, the Polar Express, though. I'm. Yeah, see, yeah, I know, I know. It, it's not, it's not bad. It's not bad. All right, all right. Well, you know, did you watch that? It, it, so let's go some terrible Christmas movies. Oh yeah, let's do it. 
the uh, what about that one that came out last year? Uh, Spirited. Oh, with uh, with Ryan Reynolds. Yes. Oh my God, that was terrible. Yeah. What a hunk of what a hunk of baloney <laughs> yeah. that was. Yeah. Just just terrible. And yeah. Ugh. Yeah. See now now for for me, I mean this. No, please don't take offense. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation would would fall under there. Uh, yeah, I, I just was never a big Chevy Chase fan. Now Randy Quaid, you know, with the you know the, oh, man. the stuff being full, um, <laughs> you know, it's great. Yeah, but I don't know. I, that just doesn't do it for me. I'll tell you another one that that I think is is that I'm not a fan of. It's the Santa Claus movies. Now Santa Claus One is okay, but Santa Claus Two, Three, Four, Five, and Six, and the Jack Frost ones, and yeah, I can I can do without those. Yeah, I was gonna say, you know, Santa. We watched Santa Claus one the other night, and it's and it's pretty good, right? For, yeah. for what it for what it is. Okay. You know, it it's not a it's not an award winner, but you know, it's good for what it is, right? Okay. The uh, number two's not not too terrible, and I can't remember. It's I think it's one of those ones. I can't remember if it's the third or the fourth one. That's not that's not too awfully terribly bad. But there's one that's got Jack Frost that he takes over, and, it, and it's like, oh, God, like, yeah. that is just, ugh, it's, you know? Yes, exactly. Yeah, so there, there's a couple of them that aren't too bad. You know, they're kind of lighthearted. And, you know, I kind of like movies like that every now and then. You can kind of turn them on and doing stuff around the house or, you know, sitting there talking while it's playing, stuff like that. So it's, you know, they're not, some of them aren't too terribly bad. There was another one that was, uh, uh, I'll, I'll tell you one that I remember from a couple of years with the OU hockey guys was Bad Santa. <laughs> yeah. We took a trip to Iowa State, um, <laughs> and this was like in the very first year of, of OU hockey. And, um, you know, in order to kill, you know, you get, I don't know how they, how they do it now, but we would always get kicked out of the hotel on a Saturday uh, you know, around 11 or noon in yeah. you know, game times at seven. So we got a kill time and we found this dollar theater in, in Ames, Iowa. And <laughs> we, you know, we, we'd pay to get people in and they had like three or four offerings and bad Santa was one of them. <laughs> and I'm telling you what, <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, there were parts of it that were funny, but that, the whole, it was not very Christmassy. So. <laughs> it's not that's a good way to sum it up yeah not very christmasy it's not very christmasy so I'd, I'd put bad santa over there on the on the on the coal side on the naughty list yeah yeah and there's and there's uh there's another decent one out that that's a new one that came out i've what two years ago maybe it's called uh oh uh, what is it eight bit christmas oh and it's not it's not too terribly bad the uh it's it's another one of those ones that I would rate like the Santa Claus, where it's it's good if you just turn it on and it's playing in the background and you're and you're doing other stuff and you know you're not just sit intently watching it. You know what I mean? Okay, just, all right. It's kind of playing in the background. It's not too terrible for for a new Christmas movie that came out. You know what I mean? Eight bit Christmas. Yeah, it's got a good little storyline. Kid kid trying to save up and weasel his way into getting a uh, Nintendo Entertainment System when they come out, right? <laughs> So, so, and he's, and he's telling the story to his daughter, of he, of, of how he got this Nintendo and all that, you know? So it's, it's a pretty good little, pretty good little movie. Uh, all right. All right. Interesting. Uh, anything, anything else that, uh, flipped your lid or that you did or saw over the uh, week and a half that we've been gone for the uh, Thanksgiving holiday? 
The uh, you know the only the only thing we did is I went and watched my first uh, collegiate volleyball game this past weekend. Did you really? And that that was pretty exciting. Good stuff. Yeah. Did did they, uh, uh, were were you able to get close to the court? You know what? We had great seats. We went to the OU versus West Virginia game. Yeah. And uh, they play in an old hundred year old field house there on the campus of OU that's been remodeled and all that. And we sat on the first row of the, I guess, of the permanent seating. So the upper deck, I guess is what you'd call it. Okay. So we were, I mean, we were right there. We were what, 10 feet off the, up off the ground and right on the side of the court. It was, they were fantastic seats and it, and it was exciting. It was fun. McCaslin Fieldhouse is where you're talking about. Yeah. And um, you ready for another old story? Well, what's that? Uh, way back when, there was uh, a very, uh, how, how would I put this in percentages? <laughs> Let's say there was a 49.9% chance that um, the McCaslin Fieldhouse was going to be renovated so to accommodate a hockey rink, and it would become the permanent home of uh, the University of Oklahoma hockey. There you Great, great little building. Yeah. And then the economy fell out and also the volleyball team and more importantly, the wrestling team that uses that as their main facility got wind of our, uh, got wind of not only our plans, but the university's uh, uh, plan and immediately uh, went to work. And so obviously that never came to fruition. Um, And we were going to have to blow out the back end of the uh, McCaslin Fieldhouse because it was a, a normal rink is 200 by 85, and the building, the McCaslin Fieldhouse itself, I believe, if I if I'm if my memory serves right, was from front door to back door, um, not counting seating or anything, was uh, like 205. So there's no room for a Zam room. There was no room for anything. Yeah. Uh, in, in, in terms of, like, you know, no room for an ice plant. It, you know, we would literally be opening the front door and you'd be walking onto the ice in all, for all practical purposes. So, uh, yeah, there were, there, were, there were plans and discussions about um, making that. It would have been very University of Illinois-like. Yes. Because it's an old armory. And uh, it's been retrofitted, and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, cool building, old, old building. I think it's, I looked it up. I think it was built in 1928 on campus, right in the middle of campus. The uh, cool building, cool, cool atmosphere for the volleyball game and all yep. that. So yep. yeah, it yeah that that was that was fun. We went to the football game Friday afternoon, my daughter and I, while my while my wife went to work, and uh, but had fun there. But yeah, that volleyball game on Saturday was was really fun. So, are you going to start up a volleyball podcast? Is that what you're telling me, this Andrew? Are you getting ready to leave the hockey world and go the, uh, collegiate volleyball? No, no, I was a duck out of water. I didn't know. I didn't know my head from a hole in the ground on what was going on. You're just enjoying pretty college girls uh, jumping and uh, wearing skimpy clothes and beating the hell out of one another with a ball. My, uh, you know, and this shows how much I know about real volleyball. There's one girl on each side that wears a different colored uniform than the rest of the team. The libero? The libero, yeah. And, and you know, five, ten minutes into it, my wife is sitting next to me, and she's like, why do you think that person has a different colored uniform on than everybody else? And, you know, me, I'm just like, eh, 
that's probably the team captain right there. That would be my guess. The yeah. rookie. The rookie. <laughs> yeah. out there hazing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, and I'm like, that's probably the team captain. And so I looked it up and yeah, Libero, and it's all these different rules, and they can do this and that. And I was like, what in the world is going on here? Yeah, it's kind of uh, you know, kind of like a hockey line change. The volleyball, uh, they can come in. They have a, they have certain places where they can come in, certain places where they can uh, avoid those rules, and, and the libero is one of them where they can just yeah. send them in at any old time. Yeah. So, but yeah, it was it was very very cool, very interesting. Very good. All right. Wow, sounds like you got some culture over the Thanksgiving holiday weekend. Yeah. Volleyball, football, a little bit of Christmas lights. How about that? How about that? My uh. So, and you know, because you've been to football games and all that, my my daughter and I sat on the north end zone on Friday, um, about halfway up, and you know how it is when the opposing team kicks a field goal, the the ball goes into the stands, right? And you know the little opposing team ball boy is waving his arms profusely, wanting to get his football back and all that. And the Oklahoma fans end up throwing it up to the top of the stadium and and throwing the ball out of the stadium, right? Yep. The uh, great little tradition that they do down there. Well, my <laughs> great little t- okay. My my daughter didn't realize this, so I was telling her going into it. I said, "Hey, we're going to be close enough that the ball may or may not be coming through here." And I said, "If it does, you have to get the ball and you have to throw it behind you so they can get it out." And she's like, "Well, we can't do that. That's that's stealing. The t- other team's going to want their ball back." And I said, "Well, I said that's what they get for scoring in our in our stadium. You know, they're going to lose their ball." I said, "So if they don't want to lose it." They shouldn't score and kick it to us, right? And she's like, oh, I don't know about this. And, you know, the, my little rule follower, like her mother, you know. <laughs> and, and I'm like, no. Nah. I'm like, if they score in the ball, like, it's got to go backwards, you know. And so they they score, you know, pretty pretty quick into the game and all that. And and the ball comes and, you know, it, it starts working its way up our section, right? Next thing I know, my daughter is standing on the on the row on her seat, waving her arms about getting, throw me the ball, throw me the ball, <laughs> you know? And, I, and she's like, we got to get the ball out of here, dad. They scored, you know? Oh God. I was like, out of girl. I was <laughs> like, that's, that's my girl right there. <laughs> yeah. Teaching her well, teaching her well. Teaching her well. That's for sure. Interesting. Interesting. All right. Well, Hey, I'm glad that I thought you were going to tell me that she actually returned the ball to the, uh, to the TCU ball boy and oh, uh, no. apologized for all the mean oh, people no. of Oklahoma. Oh no. Oh no. She, she's following in, in the footsteps of you and I where, you know, borderline delinquency, you know? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, Andrew, I've got one last thing to, uh, to surprise people with. Oh boy. What's that? Let's take a quick look at nationals. Ooh, what do you let's think? do it. It's a way too early look at nationals, and we won't give you the – remember, this year nationals has, has expanded to 24 teams, not just 20. And so let's just go through the WCHL matchups, and we'll, we'll go through um, – we'll have to ignore uh, UNLV at number six. We'll have to ignore number three, UCO, because they're going to play the winners of these play-in games. But because we have four teams – uh, 18, 19, 20, and 21 stacked up. Andrew, there's some juicy little matchups that might possibly happen. If, uh, if nationals were to happen today. I like it. Now, because we have 24 teams, nationals used, used to play four games on Thursday and then four games Friday, Saturday, Sunday. But because we've expanded the format, there's now going to be eight games on Thursday. 
<laughs> yes, there's going to be four games held at the uh, Maryville uh, University Hockey Center. There's going to be four games held at the Centene Community Ice Center. And just the games involving um, uh, WCHL teams. Andrew, tell me what you think. All right. Number 18, Missouri State, would play number 15, Illinois State. Ooh, that's that's a good one. That could be a fun one just to watch the fans because the Illinois State fans in Boston last year, yeah, were, they, were, they were they were they were they were getting after. They played Indiana University of Pennsylvania, and those fan that fan base wanted to have a fist fight in the stands. And they're the ones that had all the beer with them, right? Had all the beer with them and had the cops called on them, and yeah, it was kind of interesting. So, Ooh, whereas Missouri yeah. State, the 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 eleven uh, listeners from Missouri State, along with Pope. Um, they're a bunch of, uh, I'm not going to say they're a bunch of do-gooders, but, um, I don't see them as, as fighting folks. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. I don't either. Man, that, that's going to be a, that's a good little matchup right there. There you go. 15, 18, Missouri state, Illinois state. If it happened, if nationals were to go today. Cause Illinois state knocked off. Why not? Why not? Illinois state, week. Illinois state was the big mover in the rankings. They moved from number 25 all the way to number 15 because of that how one about, victory. How about that? So number 18, Missouri State, Illinois State. Number 19, Arizona against number 14, Indiana Tech. Ooh, that's a good one. I'd take Arizona in that one. Uh, I think I would too. But that's that's two good coaches going at it right there. Yeah, I still don't know what to think about Mo State, Illinois State. (laughs) <laughs> yeah still that's going to be uh, that's going to be a stylistic matchup because you're going to have a bunch of uh hooligans from illinois state uh that fight amongst one of themselves with a bunch of uh good hard-working kids from springfield and in, uh, in missouri state yeah that's i uh, yeah i haven't given a prediction on that one yet so right. well I'm, I'm just we're just throwing i'm not asking <laughs> for a prediction uh so we've got 18 missouri state against illinois state uh 18 15 19 14 arizona against indiana tech Number 20, Utah, against number 13, Pitt. Ooh, that's a good matchup for Utah. Yeah, I think so, too. Pitt's, uh, Pitt's good, but I don't think they're that good. I don't think they're 13 yeah. good. And here you go. Number 21, Arizona State, against number 12, Calvin. <laughs> uh-huh. That's a good one. We were all Sun Devils. Yes, we are. Yeah, there's no way we want uh, Calvin to... Uh, Calvin to move on to the Sunday game. We don't want him to move on to the Friday game, let alone the Sunday game. So. Yeah, yeah, because you don't have to play at 12.01 Sunday night, right? Yeah, so let's see here. Uh, Central Oklahoma would actually get the winner of Indiana Tech, Arizona, and then UNLV would actually, well, they wouldn't get they would get a WCHL team. They'd get the winner of somebody else and somebody else. So, uh, But those, those are some kind of tasty matchups if it were to yeah. happen. Utah, Pitt, Arizona State, Calvin, Arizona, Indiana Tech, Missouri State, Illinois State. I, I like uh, I like what we're cooking there right now. Yeah, yeah. So we'll, we'll see how this works out. Uh, but yeah, the uh, I'll, I'll tell you that there's going to be four games that begin at ten fifteen in the morning. Four games at the Centene Community Ice Center. A half an hour later, the games at the Mar- Maryville University Hockey Center. Um, uh, we'll begin. Uh, do you care to wager which games uh, the Fat Commissioner will have to be uh, assigned to? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got a funny yeah. feeling the Maryville University yeah. Hockey Center is going to be yeah. in my future. That's what I was thinking. You're headed to Maryville. The late game at Maryville gets started at 8.30 at night. 
Ugh. So you're going to be there till you're going to be there till midnight. Oh, I, well, yeah. Hey, my luck will have overtime. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll get started till 10 o'clock. Oh, but yeah, I mean, who knows? Who knows? Centene has uh centine would have three of the four. Centene would have the Utah, Arizona and the Missouri state games. Whereas only Arizona state would be over at Maryville. So who knows? Maybe the, maybe the men's division one commissioner will throw, throw the fat commission bone and let him see three of his four teams. But, there you go. But we'll we'll see. I I doubt it. He'll he'll want to sit at the he'll want to sit at the big place. How about that? Yeah. All right. Well, there we go. Let's uh, Andrew. Let's wrap this up and let's get out of here because yeah, you've got let's some, do it. You've got some apple pie waiting for you. I've got a pecan Ooh. pie waiting for me. Mm-mm-mm. I want to thank to everybody. Uh, I can't even talk, Andrew. I'm thinking of pie, and my mouth is already starting <laughs> watering. We want to thank everyone for listening to the WCHL podcast and putting up with our haphazard schedule here. Again, it's just evidence um, of how craptastic and suboptimal this podcast is. Um, so thanks for listening. Uh, give us a rating. Give us five stars. Thumbs up. Uh, tell your friends. Tell your enemies. Tell everybody, your relatives. Tell everyone all about the podcast. Um, you can follow uh, the pod on and contact us on Twitter at WCHL Pod. You follow the conference itself at Western CHL on Twitter. Andrew's on Twitter at Stickford AM. That's S T I C K F O R D A M. He'll have a bunch of Christmas lights and quinceanera pictures up there. Yep. Um, I am on Twitter at CJP in OKLA. I'm also on Threads and Blue Sky. Um, probably more on Threads more than anything else these days. We'll see. Um, but CJP and OKLA, and I'll probably have political stuff and like uh, burp and fart jokes. Um, <laughs> who knows? Maybe an otter video or something cute and stupid like that. Uh, but uh, thank you for your support of the WCHL. We've only got a couple more weeks before we have the uh, Christmas semester break. So uh, this upcoming weekend and maybe one more. So, uh, yeah, enjoy it. Everybody stay safe, stay warm. Andrew, I'm going to hit a button. First, I'm going to make sure I have the right button here because I don't want to hit like the, you know, the, the good, the bad, and the ugly or anything. Right? <laughs> I've done that before. Yeah. As long as you hit the master button, the record button, we'll be good. Yeah, you can do I, whatever I, else you want. I'm, lo- I'm looking at a red light right now, so I think we're good. <laughs> All righty, Andrew. I've hit the button. Let's get out of here. Let's do it. Everybody have a great week. The, uh, look forward to watching some great hockey games this weekend. We will catch you on the flip side. <laughs>